Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... I'm Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. How are you today? All right. Yeah, not bad. It's been a been a funny old week, hasn't it, I think? Been a bit of a weird one with, obviously, the Queen. But uh, I'm fine. Yes. Are you well? Yeah. Are you uh, in a state of mourning? Well, we all are, aren't we? I'm... Because uh, we, her, her funeral has been pronounced as a, um, a bank holiday, hasn't it? Yeah. But I, I already had the day off because her... Her funeral is on Monday, the nineteenth of September, which also happens to be my birthday. Oh so, no! <laughs> so I, I already had the day books off work anyway. My uh, my birthday will now be forever remembered as the day that they buried Queen Elizabeth II. But yes, it's uh, it's been a funny week. But yeah, it's uh, it is what it is, isn't it? Obviously, sad to hear anyone dying. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that? New King. There you go. Yeah, let's close that chapter. Um, Okay, today we are talking about number 82 on the Metacritic Top 100 list, edging closer and closer to the end. Um, Yeah, I've been thinking about that recently. But yeah, uh, number 82 is Super Smash Bros. Brawl, released on the Wii in the year 2008. And the score, the average score for Super Smash Bros. Brawl is a score of 93 Okay, so as usual, we start by uh, discussing our history with the game. So do you have any history with the game or the series? The series, yes. The game, no. This this is actually the only Smash Brothers game that I hadn't played before. Or at least I don't think I had. Okay. I remember playing the one on the GameCube quite a bit when I was younger, uh, Melee. And I had the one that was on the Wii U and the 3DS because... It was two games, but it kind of counted as one, didn't it? Which was weird. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, to be fair... versions of the same game. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I've not played the one on Switch, actually. Um, and yeah, I've, I've played bits and bobs of the one on the N64. But my main experience with the series is is the GameCube game, which I, I, I think is considered among quite a few people to be the best one. I, I don't know if that's like a widespread, you know, thought... Um, but I, that's one I've played the most. Um, I imagine you've got quite a bit of experience with i.e. this, this well, either this game or, or this series. Yeah, not not the game. I've never played the game before. Um, I was aware of the game in that the thing that always intrigued me about this game was the story mode called Subspace Emissary mm. and the fact that Solid Snake was in it and is involved in the story mode as are many many other characters so i always thought okay this idea of getting all these characters together and having a story mode that's interesting my experience with smash bros goes all the way back to probably the 90s um i remember a friend of my parents had smash bros and we used to go over there and play on a sunday afternoon and um on the nintendo 64 yeah, I didn't really know what it was. I didn't obviously Smash Bros was quite a new idea then and it was just this party game where you could use different characters and 
it was a lot of fun. We spent a lot of time playing that and Mario Party. And um, I distinctly remember using Link and uh, using the sledgehammer and the, the giant Pokemon that would um, come onto yeah, the screen and the destroy everyone. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was great. It was really just quite a novel thing at the time. And I think, um, yeah, there, there aren't... Now you get some some clones of Smash, but I'm not sure if there was too much in the same vein beforehand. There might have been, but not that I'm aware of. Um, so yeah, then um, really my experience, I, I I probably played a bit of Melee at the time, um, probably a similar scenario. I don't think we owned it, so it was just um, a case of playing it around people's houses. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a very popular one, especially with um, the hardcore fighting fans. Yeah, the competitive and players. Yeah, I think nowadays the consensus is either Melee or Ultimate as being the best Smash Bros game. Um, Ultimate obviously threw everything at the wall and um, kind of you got all the characters coming back, you got all those extra characters, it kind of did become the Ultimate Super Smash Bros game and I've got Ultimate, um, it's a good game. I've not played um, as much as I probably should have done of it but yeah it's a good game. Um, yeah, so spotty history with it, but obviously I'm well aware of the series and kind of the uh, ebbs and flows of it. Um, so we've probably got about the same amount of history with this one, which is um, surprising for a Nintendo game. Um, okay, so do you want to give us a bit of a rundown, if you are able to translate it, of the plot of Subspace Emissary? Yeah, I I didn't really play much of Subspace Emissary to be honest with you. I I think you quite you thought that mode was all right, didn't you? I think you quite enjoyed that mode. Yeah, I think the novelty of it was uh, uh, enjoyable. It was novel. I it, I didn't. Yeah, I, I it wasn't really for me. I think for for Smash Brothers games, I just play it for the the the, the fighting element of it. Um, the smashing. The smashing of the brothers. Um, but we we should probably before we mention the plot of the game, we should probably mention what Smash Brothers is. Um, I've got that after um, the plot, but yes. Okay. You can you can you can go into that now. Well, I'll, I'll I'll stick to your schedule and I will go for the plot. So, the plot is effectively that the and bear in mind I didn't get very far in a subspace emissary at all because I mostly stuck to, uh, you know, just playing with the different fighters. Is that there's like an invasion of these um these little creatures i can't remember what they're called and there's um they're being led by is it the ancient minister yeah yeah so. the ancient minister and his uh his thing is that he is turning all of the heroes in the game into trophies yeah. um and you've got some of the the playable characters in the game as you go through you unlock more of them Obviously, like you said, there's Solid Snake in this game. Who, who's um, who's in the story? They they pretty much incorporate all the characters, I think. Um, yeah. And that's how you primarily unlock more characters as well as you go along. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I probably played an hour of the Subspace Emissary overall. Um, so I don't know how it finishes, just because I, I wasn't really into that that gameplay. But uh, you you can take over from there. Well, I didn't finish finish it, but I did uh, get a decent way through. Now, now Subspace Emissary um, doesn't have any dialogue, so you, you, you're watching these really nicely animated cutscenes, and 
I'm sure one of the things we'll come on to is how well this game has aged, I think, in terms of graphics. Um, but yeah, so you've got these, these cutscenes, you don't have any dialogue um, up to the point where I am. You might have a bit later on. Mm. Um, but you what you get is usually two to four characters at a time and they're just really random combinations. Yes. And you get to experience the different worlds of the, the different games. Um, so you'll go to the world of, of Mother, for example, which uh, looks very strange um, after coming off the back of, say, Metroid. And then you'll go to Hyrule. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really... Yeah, there's a real novelty, novelty factor to it. Um, and the other advantage of the game, I think, is that you get to try lots of different characters that you wouldn't normally play as. So I was kind of figuring out who I like playing as and who I didn't like playing as. So I think that's a good introduction to it. Considering um, single-player modes in fighting games tend to be lead-ins to the multiplayer, I think this is a pretty good one. Um, but yeah, so the way that it's structured is that you do get proper um, ordinary like uh, smash fights within there. Um, but then you also get these kind of side-scrolling levels that you're working your way through, and um, there's some platforming in there. I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking design-wise. It all fits the mechanics of the game, um, and it's quite simplistic, I'd say. But it's, uh, yeah, it's entertaining in a kind of switch-your-brain-off kind of way, and obviously the actual smash fights with boss characters like Wario or Bowser are, are great. Um, so yeah, that's Subspace Emissary. So... You're right, we probably should have done this bit first, which is, uh, what do you actually do in... Well, what is it? It's um, it's like a, a large-scale party beat-em-up game. You, the, 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 the concept of Smash Brothers, for anyone that hasn't heard of it or played it before, is you choose from a list of primarily Nintendo characters, but there are a few different ones thrown in there as well, um, and you go onto a map, and there's lots of different maps you can choose, and it's a case of dealing as much damage to the other players as you can, getting their damage percentages up to you know 100% and, and further, and trying to like basically smash them off the the map uh, a couple of times, and then from there, that's kind of how you win. And there are lots of different elements in the game as well. So you've got um, items being thrown into the map every every now and then. You've got like uh, the mallet, which will fling people off into the stratosphere. You've got Pokeballs, um, which will release different Pokemon in to, to damage any anything that's around it. You've got laser swords. You've got guns that you can pick up. It's, it's chaos, really, um, is the best way I'd, I'd describe Smash Brothers. There's just a lot going on, and it can be quite hard to follow sometimes because it is so fast. Um, to note, this game isn't as fast, which I think is one of the issues that people have with it over melee it's not as fast as melee was um this game felt like it was a lot more casual player yeah based and i think that's probably because of the console that it was on because the wii was always very much marketed towards um everyone rather than just primarily gamers if if you know what i mean i think i heard uh, this might not be true um i might have just made it up in my head but i think i heard that it was the best selling game on the wii which is obviously if true, um, a huge, huge feat for that. Even over Wii million. Sports. Oh no, that they don't count that for some reason because obviously it's a pack-in. So oh it's not right, quite okay. The same 
Yeah, so it's the the the, the best selling independently released game or individually released game. I'm looking um, it up right now. Uh, yeah, have a look at that. It um, is number eight apparently. Oh, um, well, maybe it was Melee that was that was. Uh, maybe yeah, because the maybe that the, was the, 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 the top GameCube. The top four games that um, were on the Wii were bundled with Wii consoles during its lifetime. So you've got Wii Sports, Mario Kart Wii, Wii Sports Resort, and New Super Mario Bros. Wii. And then five, six, and seven weren't bundled, and those are just above Super Smash. That's Wii Play, Wii Fit, and Wii Fit Plus. Um, and Super Smash well, Bros. Ball coming in at number eight. I mean, that list alone kind of says a lot about uh, the Wii itself. Yeah. In terms Mario of... Galaxy is behind that. Yeah, the lot of lot of um, what I would describe as quite casual friendly games. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, I, I think it must have been. I think the the statistic I must have confused is that maybe Melee was the best selling GameCube game. Maybe that's right. Um, I definitely heard something along those lines, mm. but not quite sure what it was. Um, but yes, you can fact check that for me if you want. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a look in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're right. So you've got this this party setup. What it seems to me that they've done is. This is Nintendo's take on a fighting game. You were correct and about melee. I knew, I knew it was something. I knew. I, I knew. I'm. I'm not One going senile yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so. We've. I think we've talked briefly before about um, Nintendo doing different genres and how when they do them, they kind of turn them on their heads a bit. Yeah. So, um, for example, third-person shooter Nintendo released Splatoon, which is obviously quite a unique game and um, this was Nintendo doing a fighting game and what they did was they it seems that they said well how can we make it as fun and chaotic as possible because it's not like the old school Street Fighter games where it's one versus one and it's really competitive Um, it's silly and (laughs) using the hammer is is silly and, and releasing the giant Pokemon is silly but it's very very entertaining and um I think that's what's always appealed to people about it. So, yeah, I think you described it quite well. And it, it does have some clones nowadays um, that have followed the same formula. They call it a, maybe a platform fighter or a stage fighter or something like that. Yeah, um, I don't know what the the, the, the the kind of game type that it would be would be classed as, but it is kind of in a class of its own, isn't it? And I think it's probably poignant to mention as well that quite a few different um, games have been released that have tried to copy... The, yeah. the style of Smash Bros and they've never really it's taken off. Styles. I think um, there was one that came out relatively recently. Um, was that the DC one? I think so, and it's got like Arya Stark in it and, and Batman and, and, and Shaggy oh, from yeah, Scooby Doo. So, yeah, I don't know if it's a DC one. It's um, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, it's, it's basically a load of franchises that they've got together, um, and yeah, the same same sort of thing. But apparently mm. that one's quite good, but obviously it's not seen. No, I think and, it might be only in early access at the moment. Yeah, and then you've got uh, like uh, PlayStation All Stars as well, which never really kicked yeah. off, did it? Um, no. So, yeah, it it never really caught on. Like, um, why do you think that is? I uh, I don't know. I think it maybe because Smash Brothers does it so well, and because. It's the same as like kart games. You can't play a kart game without thinking of Mario Kart. 
And yeah. I think that um, what, Ninten- what Nintendo and what, what Hal Laboratories did with Smash Brothers is they really made it its own thing. So any game that gets released that is of a similar kind or of a, a similar genre will always just be considered against Super Smash. Yeah. Same as car racing games will always be considered against Mario Kart. Like, you know, you've even got games that came out on the PlayStation, like uh, Crash Team Racing or um, or Nintendo Diddy Kong Racing. And I know Diddy Kong Racing is a bit different because you've got aircraft and stuff in it, but... It's a great game. That's whenever great I think game. of those games, I think of Mario Kart, you know? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And, and yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I also think another reason why these games are so tight and the reason why um, these games did become competitive fighting games, um, certainly Melee and uh, Ultimate are competitive fighting games, is um, developer uh, Masahiro Sakurai, yeah. who is lauded by everyone as a, as a fantastic developer and um, a well-known personality in gaming in his own right. I think a lot of developers look up to Sakurai and he's just um, started started his own YouTube channel, um, which is racking up subscribers. So yeah, he's an interesting person, and um, he's notorious for working incredibly long hours when he creates these games. And um, to the point where his marriage broke broke down, didn't it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and uh, I know that he was on a an, on a on like a an IV drip when he would, when he did. Um, Smash Bros. Ultimate. So, so yeah, the, the lengths that this this person goes to to create these games, um, I, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. It's, it's not obviously healthy behaviour, but I suppose Commitment. it shows dedication to the craft, yeah. Um, so, a little bit of background about um, the Smash games. So Sakurai created the first one under How Laboratories and also Melee. And then he left Nintendo and he started his own company called Sora, um, Sora something. And then um, Satoru Iwata um, asked him to develop or to direct um, Smash Bros. Brawl. Well, he, he announced it, didn't, I, uh, didn't he, at the, um, the reveal yeah, of the Wii. And he was like, oh, we're going to make sure that um, there's a Smash Brothers game that comes out along it. And... Um, Sakurai had no idea and he had to speak to him the next day about it or something like that. Yeah, I think they kind of um, they, they backed themselves into a corner because apparently he didn't, he didn't mean that it was going to be coming out imminently or anything. Mm. But I think he said at some point something was coming out, but I think they kind of um, jumped the gun a bit on it. And yeah, they had to make it, which is a bit of a funny story. Um, okay, so on to the gameplay. Is um, Smash Bros. Brawl fun to play? Yeah, of course. Um, all all of the the Smash Bros. games that I've played are fun. Obviously, you've got things like the, the Subspace Emissary, um, which is the more plot-focused game, but then you've got other things as well in there um, that have always kind of been a staple of the Smash Bros. games. Um, but, I mean, the, the, general, the general stuff with Smash Bros., you know what you're going to get. And it is fun. It can be frustrating because they are hard games, very hard games to master. Um, and everyone is good with their own specific characters or, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say it's fun. What What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> of the games on this list, 
it's a no-brainer, isn't it? And some some games you have to caveat it, but no, it's it is fun to play, and you get together a group of people um, to play this game, and there's there's nothing really like it. It mm. kind of rekindles memories of GoldenEye playing four-player split-screen. It's that sort of thing. It's a, just a proper old-school party game um, that they still make, and it hasn't fallen into. Well, I think that um, um, I think Ultimate. I think um, Sakurai said this. This is the last one. Like I'm not doing any more after this. Um, yeah, it's definitely designed to be the the, the ultimate game, and and they they. I don't know where they go from there because not only did they have every character back, but they got all these new characters in. They had all this DLC and all these stages, and what else do you add without killing yourself, basically? Yeah, and I mean, um, I, I I don't know too much about about ultimate because i've i've not played it i don't have it on switch um mostly because i quiver quiver at the idea of pay, paying like 50 or 60 quid for nintendo games yeah five years after they came price. out it's, it's mad um but something that I, we should mention is how devoted the the fans of this series are um like i know from from doing a bit of research on this game, but also from witnessing it for Ultimate, is how hyped people get at the idea of a potential leak of the next character dropping. Because I think it's the case that Smash Brothers Brawl was the first one where non-Nintendo characters yes. started to show up. Because you had... Apparently um, Hideo Kojima and Yuji Naki, I think, is, is the creator of Sonic. Correct. I think my... Yeah, so... Apparently they they approached Sakurai during the creation of Melee, and it was too late in development to get the characters in. But mm. obviously, when it came time for the new game, um, they got those characters in there, and yeah, it's become a huge thing. We we've mentioned it a few times on the list: games that have their characters in Smash, and that's considered a prestigious thing for developers to get their characters in Smash. Because why would you want your character in another one of the clones if you can get it into the, well kind of the king look, looking at um i'm just looking at like a rundown list and if you compare the amount so the amount of playable characters in super smash brothers which was on the n64 there are only 12 playable characters yeah in melee it was 26 in Brawl, 30, yeah, 39 in Brawl, of which there were the first editions of non-Nintendo characters. In um, Wii U, it was 51 plus 7 DLCs. And in Ultimate, there are 76 characters with 13 DLCs. And, yeah. you know, you, you go from Brawl, where they introduced Sonic and, and, and Solid Snake, to um, Ultimate now, where... You've got, yeah, you've got Banjo Kazooie. You've got Joker from Persona Minecraft. Five. Yeah. You've got yeah. Kazuya from Tekken. Um, you've got what else? I'm just looking through the amount there are. Byleth from Fire Emblem. Uh, you mentioned Banjo Kazooie. Um, Piranha Plant from Mario. Well, they got the one from Minecraft, haven't they? I don't know what that character's called. Yes. Um, Blockface. Blockface. Steve, he's called That's Steve it, yeah. apparently, um, and then you know obviously as well in in the Wii U, 
uh, iteration of Smash Bros. They started bringing in more people, you know, before it became what it is now in Ultimate. But you've got um, like Cloud from Final Fantasy VII and and, and Sephiroth yeah. from Final Fantasy He's VII. Also in Ultimate as well. Yeah, and Pac Man. You know, it's yeah. it's crazy. Um, I realise I went off on a tangent there of. Uh, whilst we're in gameplay as king so I do apologise but it was no, just right, private because actually the, the, the next point on gameplay as king is rather than having favourite move I uh, I went for favourite characters slash items mm. so it's a nice lead in so yeah. what's your favourite character to use so Smash Bros continuously through all of the Smash Brothers games I've always liked playing as Link um, but I prefer playing as Toon Link rather than normal Link. Um I just I just vibe with him a little bit better. Um but I'd usually switch between Toon Link or Ness. I'm alright with Ness. Um though yeah those are the two that, that stand out. But like we say everyone has their their stronger characters. One of my friends Joe, his best character's uh, Ganondorf and I mean, I, I'm crap with Ganondorf. I, yeah, I couldn't get on with him. But whereas Ness, I'm pretty decent. Um, and Toon Link, I'm, I'm not so too random. bad. But what, what, what about you? Yeah, I, I use Link a lot as well. And, I Ooh, and the Ice Climbers, so I should mention them as well. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, I use Link and Toon Link and in the newer games, not in Brawl because I think he's gone in Brawl, um, but he comes back in later games, which is uh, Child Link. Yeah, um, yeah. So I use uh, I use combination of those three. Um, I also use Donkey Kong. Um, Fox is all right. Yeah, there's just especially in later games, there's so many characters. So if you just stick with one, and you're playing it for entertainment purposes rather than competitively, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because it's just fun to play as different characters and and I, um, playing as Snake is fun as well. Um, I didn't play yeah, as Snake. The, the, what's that? I didn't play as Snake. I've not played a Snake in Brawl, but I did play a Snake in Ultimate. Um, oh, I got you. He's he's pretty fun to use, um, and they they got David Hater back for the voice in Ultimate, which I thought was a nice touch. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember when that happened, because um, yeah, it, it was already at the point where uh, Keith Keith Sutherland had taken over um, yeah. Snake. But yeah, that's cool. So, uh, any favourite items you've got? Oh yeah, um, I mean, obviously the 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 final smash, the the ultimate thing where you get to use your um, your ultimate weapon is always good. But I mean, consistently for me, I've always enjoyed the laser sword because it's a little bit like a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, big fan of that. Obviously the the mallet because uh, the mallet That's is great. fantastic, um, and also the little little cubes of ice. Yeah, you know the ones with the little face. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, those three probably stand out. Your turn. What what items did you like to use? Um, I th- I think it goes back to nostalgia for the first games. But yeah, I love the the hammer and I love the uh, pokeballs. They just yeah, the pokeballs. Of course, the, the random nature of of them, and you never know what's coming, and it can wipe out everyone on a map, and that's mm. just entertaining. Um, yeah, th- there's a lot of good character uh, items here, and they they just keep adding to them. But you also get assist trophies in this game um, where you, you you use an assist trophy and you might get because there are other characters who are not playable characters that are in the game as assist trophies and again they can attack different players so that's entertaining as well mm. um, 
Yeah, there's just a lot of uh, little details in this game. Okay, on to the audio and the vid visuals. So let's talk about the audio first. What do you think about the audio in this game? Yeah, the, the, the music's fantastic, um, as yeah. it is in all of the, the Smash Brothers games that I've played, and as it usually is in most Nintendo games. Um, you know, there's a load of different memorable tracks in this game from, from previous and from future games, but there are also, you know, some newer ones that I hadn't heard before. And there's a lot of... You you know you can you can mess around with the music settings a lot uh, to, to see which songs that you want to hear that you know you, you hear more of. Um, but yeah, there's some really good music in this, and obviously you've got the uh, some of the the sound effects of the different characters like Pikachu um, or or Link. You know it, they, they they stick in your mind, and particularly from when I used to play Melee, I've always remembered. Um, I think it was Link. Going, uh, hiya, or uh, or Ness. I think he says something like "go higher" or something. But th yeah. those things have always stuck in my head. You can't fire. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. So the sound, the sound in this game is brilliant, and like, like I say, as it is with most Nintendo games. What, what would you say? Yeah, I think it's it's excellent. Um, top tier. They've got um, they've got stuff from the individual franchises which is great i remember oh so that's another thing so in uh, in ultimate they've got um they've got one of the the belmont characters from castlevania um richter yeah it might be and and I, I remember a big thing for sakurai was getting the soundtrack of castlevania into the game mm. so they did their own versions of the castlevania songs um castlevania in its own right has got an excellent soundtrack yeah um so that was, yeah, you get the audio, you get the music from all these different franchises. You also get these original tracks as well, which are also really good. All, um, as far as I can tell, fully orchestrated. And yeah, yes. it's, just, it's just a sound, um, it's kind of like sound heaven in terms of, and they get all the, 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 um, the voice actors to do the various voices that you know. So that's nice as well. Um, it, it doesn't. It, it all feels quite premium uh, in terms of the detail that's gone in there, and just because they've got all those characters in there doesn't mean that they've uh, skimped on doing them well. They've done them all. I'd say they've done them all justice. And and this is an interesting thing. Um, apparently, various other characters have been tried over the years, but they couldn't get the moves move sets right, so they just didn't go. With oh them. really? Yeah. So I think that again speaks to. Sounds like Sakurai didn't try hard enough. Yeah, I think it speaks to the, the amount of the, the detail that's gone into these games. And um, Sakurai himself said that to, to balance Ultimate was uh, one of the most challenging things to balance all those 70-whatever characters into one game mm. and make sure that they work fairly with each other. There's so many aspects of that to consider. Yeah, um, Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. So what about the visuals? Yeah, the visuals are brilliant. Um, I, I agree with you. I think they've held up quite well. But I think for me, I prefer the look of, of, of Melee a little bit more because it seems... The art style has changed. Yeah, it, it feels like on a lot of the characters they're trying to make, not not more realistic, but... Well, you've got the, the individual um, like threads yeah, on, on Mario's and Luigi's, uh, yeah. overalls and stuff like that. Yeah, which I found a little bit weird. But, I mean, if you can also put the, the look and the level design in, in with visuals, 
some of those really stand out and some of those really pop and are, are very uh, very memorable and some of it is from a nostalgia point of view because they've been in previous Smash games um, but no I think this game still looks good it's still vibrant and it still holds up today you know what is it 14, yeah. 14 years later I might have said this in the Mario Galaxy episode um, but I think there was this perception of the Wii when uh, that generation started you had the Wii the 360 and the PS3 um, and the Wii was underpowered but the the stuff that Nintendo was releasing with that, if you just release some of that stuff in high definition, like they did with Mario Galaxy, it holds up and probably better than the early 360 PS3 stuff. Um, and I think that says a lot. And th this is one of those games that if you just released um, a HD version of it, it would still look really nice because it does still look really nice on mm. playing on the Wii U, the Wii version. Yes. Um, the art style is is a matter of taste, obviously. I quite like it. Um, I think seeing those classic Nintendo characters in a sort of slightly more mature um, art style is interesting. And it they didn't really do it again, so it was kind of a bit of a unique one-off. And they kind of reverted back to the older style. Um, it, it's one of those games where you look at it and you, you, you know that... It, even without me being that experienced with Brawl, I know that that's Brawl because I kind of... The art style looks very different from other Smash games. Yeah. So it's it's very unique. Um, okay, so on to our question of the week. It's, it's a two-pronged question of the week. The first prong of the question is, what do you think makes a suitable Super Smash Bros. third-party character? That's interesting. Um... It all seems very random because, you know, I would have never thought that Joker from Persona 5 would be included in in in, in Super Smash, whereas someone like Solid Snake, you can understand it because he's so recognisable. Um, I honestly don't know because I don't think it's down on popularity. I, I think a lot of it comes down to what you said that get, being able to design the move set to be able to fit in I with the rest of the game because um, otherwise you know you you could have whoever you want in there but i think that's that that's got to be a big element of it um and also as long as they fit into the the standard boxes like whether they're a, a swords swordsman or swordswoman or they're a shooter or they use their fists those have got to be big elements of it but, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to the design, probably, rather than their reputation, per se, I think. What, what, do, you, what, yeah. what do you say? What um, say you? I remember when, on the Wii U, when, when that Smash Bros. came out, um, there, was a, there was some criticism of it in that it had too many Fire Emblem characters that used yes. swords. Um, so, I think... There's balancing the the move set. There's there's balancing all the design elements that we probably don't know much about uh, that goes on behind the scenes. I think um, some of it I do think is about popularity. For example, when it was such a huge deal, I remember the uh, the Nintendo Direct where they announced Banjo Kazooie were coming to um, Smash, mm. and it was still in that early period of um, Nintendo and Microsoft kind of 
working on their relationship with each other. Yes. And so that was that was seen as a really big deal. Um, and I feel like because of the the history with Nintendo for that, they were going to make it work regardless. They were going to get that move set in there. And actually, it probably lent itself quite nicely anyway, which is a blessing. Um, so I think that's part of it. The characters tend to be quite gamey characters. Yeah. What I mean by that is there are certain characters that I can see not fitting the game. Um, you're never going to get Joel from The Last of Us. No. <laughs> in Smash Bros. Um Whereas other characters do feel like, um, yeah, like some of the ones that we've mentioned. And they tend to be the games that maybe are not super realistic um, looking or the games that focus maybe a bit more on gameplay. Therefore, you can transfer their movesets over. Um, And I think that's consistent. I mean, Metal Gear Solid has always been... I know it's, it's story heavy, but there's always been a good gameplay engine under there. And that's not to say that some other games don't have a good gameplay engine, but for example, the, with, with Joel from The Last of Us, he's just too realistic, too gritty for that yeah. game. Yeah, agree. Would, would not, it would be jarring. Um, whereas actually, I think you're more likely to see someone like Nathan Drake in there, but even he wouldn't quite fit. It's kind of like a, you, you do a test and you... you Imagine the character in the game, and if if in your mind it works, then it works. Um, so th- the second prong of the question is, can you give me a character from this top 100 list that you think would be a good candidate for Super Smash Bros? Um, maybe Master Chief. Um, I was thinking Master Chief. Yeah, maybe Master Chief. Uh, what else have we played? What what are your suggestions while I have a little think? I think Ryu Hayabusa from um, from Ninja Gaiden. I think he'd uh, make a good yeah. character in this game, and obviously with a slightly different sword sword mm. move set, um, and also again a very gamey game. So I think uh, he'd fit quite nicely in there without looking out of place. Um, I don't think anyone from Grand Theft Auto is going to go no. down well. <laughs> No, that would be a bit um, much. Things like Tony Hawk, not quite. No. They, they don't quite do it. I'm, I'm just, it, I'm just, I'm just looking through. Um, I'm just looking through the list now. And I mean, there's an argument that you could put Nathan Drake in there, but obviously Nathan Drake is, is a it's a Sony license and he was actually in the, the PlayStation All-Stars game PlayStation that didn't All-Stars, really yeah. take off. Um, you've got maybe... Um, Maybe Shell from Portal. Yeah. Potentially, or Kratos, God of War. Um, yeah, he would fit. He would. Fit you've got, well but well. again, he was in. Um, he was in PlayStation All Stars, I think. You've got. Uh, maybe one of like maybe maybe um in fact I'm pretty sure is Sans in this in 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 Ultimate from Undertale. Uh, he might be in there as an assist trophy. Ah, got you. Let me Google because like he someone from Undertale, like Sans, would be um would be a good shout, I think. I can actually see um 
I can actually see Leon from Resident Evil 4 in this game. And yeah. I think because that game started on the GameCube and is synonymous with um, Nintendo, Resident Evil 4, um, before it was transferred to other consoles. And I think there's a way to do it in the same way that they did Snake and make that work. So I could see him in there, but that's kind of like the edge of what would be acceptable, I think. Um, you also get other characters like Bayonetta in this game and, and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question, and um, I thought it would be a bit of a different question of the week. So mm. there you go. Um, okay, on to our wrap-up. Does uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl deserve to be on the list? I'm, I'm going to ask you one more question first, just because uh, we haven't really okay. touched on it too much. Have you got any favourite stages? Not especially. Um, I do, I mean, I like various stages, but... The thing with this game and, and a lot of the other Smash games as well, there's a lot of stages, so you, you tend not to get used to them so much. Mm, yeah. Um, whereas with the older ones, you did, you you got um, like the the one set in, I don't, I don't know what city it is in the Pokemon city, but the, all those ones that you you'd know, um, because they look so distinctive and you're you're fighting on top of the roofs of the the tower blocks and stuff. But yeah, with this one, I, I was jumping between stages so quickly that. I didn't really have time to think, oh, I really like this stage. But yeah, there's definitely some good stages in there. What about you? Um, so a lot of it is because of nostalgia, but um, on it from um, from Mother, um, that one always stands out. I like the Pokemon Stadium as well because that one feels nostalgic. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if they were new to this game or not, but the the two that really stand out for me are the um what's it called the the the, the, the picto um picto chat world um yeah and also the warrior wear world i like the warrior wear world i thought that one was yeah. really cool um but yeah i feel that some of the levels are all, almost as as iconic as some of the characters in this game so i just wanted to mention those because I, I do think there are some really good levels in this game um i mean ultimate just adds to that you get i mean one of the levels that I love in Ultimate is Gower Plains, which is from the Xenoblade series, and you just, yeah, they just they just heap from every franchise that they've got, they just heap stuff on from there, but they do it in a really delicate sort of way. So yeah, there's a lot of memorable stuff there. Um, okay, so does this get the game deserve to be on the list? Yeah, I think so. Um, I probably again the, the conversation that always comes up of um, like it, game, like right particular game games in the series, yeah. is this the right game to be on the list? And I think that when this game came out was when, you know, these aggregate scores were, you know, becoming a big deal and Metacritic was, you know, rising. Um, I'd, I'd say probably not this game in particular. Um, and you could, there's probably an argument that it should be ultimate. Um, but... Yeah, I, th I think it, it deserves its place here. I think it's um, I think it's fun. I think there's a lot lot of uh, variation to it. And I think it stands out as a good fun game. Um, it's not something that I, you know, I don't own Ultimate on Switch, and maybe I will get it one day if it's ever on sale. Um, but yeah, this you this has got its place. Other Smash games, as you said. I don't know what you mean by hey oh. Siri. I think it's well. That's uh, that's just uh, that's launched my Siri off there from me saying all that a so I don't know what cameo happened. for the uh, episode my little robot friend uh, but yes I think I think it does deserve to be here what do you think I think a um, definitely a smash game deserves to be here mm. and it surprises me 
that we don't have any representation from Mario Kart and stuff like that, um, that would have been fun to do for for the list. Yeah. But yeah, I think a Smash game deserves to be here, and I, I would I would just leave it at that. I mean, it, I think it's down to individual preference which one makes it onto the list. Course. To some people, it would be broad because there there are a lot of fans of Subspace Emissary. Um, for a lot of fans, it would be Ultimate, and then for a lot of more hardcore players, it would definitely be Melee. Um, and for some people, it might be the original. So, I think I would say a Smash game deserves to be on the list and leave it at that. And um, yeah, not not pick which one. I'm but just I'm just out of interest. One, I'm fine with it. Or just out of interest, I'm looking yeah. up. Um, what the the meta st- score is for ultimate? Um, just just to compare. So, Metacritic Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for Switch reviews. Uh, meta score of ninety three. Doesn't surprise me. Isn't that the same? So you just missed the list then. Yeah, must have just missed this because that's the same score as um as Brawl's got, isn't it? Yeah, it is the same score. It just probably ended up a bit further down. Mm, interesting. Well, that that that's uh, that, that that's a good point well, to make. That it has the it same the our... same score as the game that did make it on the list. Yeah, and maybe we'll come to it at some point as part of our um, extra episodes. Yeah, for um, sure. Eventually. Excellent. Um, okay. So that sums up Super Smash Bros. Brawl. A bit of a different game this week, which is always nice. Um, so next time, in two weeks' time, we have coming up what is the game I don't know I've not <laughs> I've not looked so I was thinking about this before we start recording I was like I don't know what game we're playing next I is it God of War it is God of War yeah Excellent. God of War 2018 is the next game on the list um, which will be releasing in two weeks time so yeah that's uh, quite a big one you can dust off your PS4 can't you I'm looking forward to that what's that you can dust off your PS4 I don't, I don't think you, uh, you, you get I PS4 might much, do you? something I might do something different so I've just ordered a stupidly expensive <laughs> gaming laptop. Oh, you tomorrow. order one, did you? Yeah, and uh, that comes tomorrow. So um, I know that God of War is out on PC. It is. So I might use it as an opportunity to play a very, very... And apparently the version of God of War on the PC is excellent. Mm. So I might play a very, very high-end version on my new gaming laptop. That look good. Um, yeah. Yeah, put put it to the test, put it through its paces. And definitely so I might compa- do that. Comparing it to um to me playing it on the PlayStation as well. Obviously it's a PS4 game. Um I'll I'll be playing it on the PS5. Um but comparing that to you playing it on a high end gaming laptop, that'll be uh that'll be an interesting one. But yeah, that's in two weeks' time. So Yeah. Tune in for that one. Yeah. But yeah, in the meantime. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, um, you can email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com. You can reach out to us on social media. We're at the long and short of it podcast. And yeah, that's pretty much it from me. Anything else to add from you? Yeah, just just um, one thing. I'm just checking something, which is the episode that we are up to. Um, so that was episode 84. Now, next next time will be episode 85, which means that we are 15 away from the end of the list. Or 16, but yeah. Is that, uh, is that, is that number taking into consideration the extra episodes that we've thrown in there as well? No, probably not. I think this is just a, the, the straight... 
the games that are purely there on the list. Got you. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah so there you go then. So it may not be, it may not be um, exactly the number of episodes we've released, but it, it should be around the number of games that we've played. Yeah, because you, you think about Red Dead Redemption 2, that was a two-parter. Um, we've also, we also got... had the um, Half-Life 2 episodes split up as well. So Yeah, and then um, obviously the... the box episodes. The, 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 the episodes where we talk about you know the uh, the other stuff as well. So, but yeah, not 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 long to go, is it? No, and we're going to have to um, also think up because obviously we've got Halloween coming up not too far away, and then we've got Christmas. So, we will try and do appropriately themed episodes, even if it means playing something that's not on the list. Mm. And plus, we've got the um, the games that we're going to do after the one hundred as well that. Um, before our games that have been added into the Metacritic Top 100 since we yes. started it. Um, Correct. So there are a few additions there. Obviously, we did The Last of Us Part 2 when that came out, but you've got games like Disco Elysium, which I'm looking forward to you playing because that's a really good game. Um, but yeah. yeah, so it's about five to ten games that have been added and then are 15 each. And then afterwards, it's kind of open season and we'll see what happens. We can play Bible games on the NES. and be really good. We'll enjoy Sounds that. Sounds like a plan. And yep. maybe Mr. Blobby can join us. Maybe Mr. Blobby could be a character in Super Smash Brothers. See, there's the, there's the Mr. Blobby edition. <laughs> I think he'd fit in nicely. I think so too. That would be fantastic. But yes, on that bombshell, uh, that's that's all from me. Anything else from you now? No, that's it. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll see you in two weeks for God of War. And in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.